I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I am here with my friend, Burke. How are you today, Burke? I'm wonderful. We're uh, recording on a weekday, which is not that usual for us, and uh, had a good day of work, and it's a nice afternoon, and the sun is out, and excited to be here. Awesome. Glad that you are here. Now, some weekdays you're driving late into the evening or... Um, you know, doing some other responsibilities. So I'm glad that you could make it. Yeah, me too. Good schedule this week. So awesome. Well, we also have with us today, Rivka. How are you today, Rivka? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. And I'm looking out my window at blooming daffodil, daffodils and the flowers on my Daphne that line the walkway and their scent is like just the most beautiful thing ever. So yeah, I'm loving it. Springtime. Yes. I can always tell it's spring because my eyes start itching. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, today um, we're going to talk about the talk, Just Keep Going with Faith by Elder Carl B. Cook of the Presidency of the Seventy. That's not Elder Quentin Cook, one of the Quorum of the Twelve. So there's two cooks in the same session. Um, So keep those two separate. But yeah, a, a great talk and one with a very memorable story. Um, And I'm really looking forward to talking about this talk. So, Burke, let's start with you. What was your fundamental doctrine from this talk? All right. So he talks, uh, he starts out quoting um, George A. Smith. Um, uh, I probably should just read it. He he told me I should never, okay. So George Albert Smith received counsel from the prophet Joseph Smith. And this is the counsel quote. He told me I should never get discouraged. Whatever difficulties might surround me. If I was sunk in the lowest pit of Nova Scotia and all the Rocky mountains piled on top of me, I ought not to be discouraged, but hang on exercise faith and keep up good courage. And I should come out on the top of the heap at last close quote. And as he discusses that a little further down, he says, Today, I would like to renew Joseph's plea not to let discouragement overwhelm us when we face disappointment, painful experiences, our own inadequacies, or other challenges. And I thought this was the central doctrine, and I liked it because it's inevitable that we will experience these things. And he's inviting us to just not let discouragement overwhelm us by simply going forward. And, uh, so many times in my life, yeah, so many times in my life, that's been the thing I did. I I just didn't quit. you know, (laughs) there's not another better way to say it than that. I didn't get miraculous help, although sometimes I have, but a lot of times, no, I just took the next step and the next step and things got better. So, yeah. Um, and Aaliyah is not recording with us today, but, um, right now I can guarantee she would be referencing finding Nemo. And mm-hmm. uh, Dory saying, keep just keep swimming. swimming. I thought just about her swimming. and that all week as I, was yes. thinking, as I was studying this. Yep. Absolutely. I think the other thing she would talk about is the song from Frozen 2. Now, I always, th- this is probably sad given the number of times this has been on um, 
and I, I know the story, but whichever princess it was who she thought her sister was dead and she sang that beautiful song about what's the next right thing. Um, that's something Aaliyah talks about a lot as well. Just, just do the next mm-hmm. right thing. So, yeah. Uh, Burke, I thought it was interesting here. He modified um, Elder Smith's um, or, you know, the quote from him, which was from pr- the prophet Joseph Smith. He modified yeah. it a little. So he said, you know, Joseph Smith said, never get discouraged. And Elder Cook said, uh, don't let discouragement overwhelm you. So what do you yeah. make of that uh, small change there? Well, I think the overwhelm part would just mean that you get so discouraged, you quit. And so that goes along with what he's saying here is discouragement's going to happen. You're going to feel like maybe the things that are happening are too big for you or like you don't know what the next right thing is, um, but you just can't oh. stop. You have to, you just have to keep going forward the best you can sometimes. Right. So. Awesome. And uh, you're a knowledgeable guy. And so I've been waiting all week to ask you this question. And if you don't know the answer, then that's okay. But I sure don't know the Wait, answer. After that setup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is he doing referencing Nova Scotia? Are there, are there pits in Nova Scotia that I don't know about that are, no, I've, you know, deep? I've always thought the same thing, Nova Scotia <laughs> and then the Rocky mountains. I, I've got nothing. Rivka. I've ne- I don't know. I've never been to Nova Scotia. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, maybe there was some personal <laughs> experience in there. I, I mean, the Rocky mountains I get, right. I understand that, but wow. The pits of Nova, Nova Scotia, I guess. There you go. Something new. So, so. um, I, yeah, Burke, I loved that fundamental doctrine. I think that, um, you know, that's one of the beauties of the gospel is there's no permanent bad news. Um, we're going to, we're going to experience those feelings and those emotions and those experiences that are challenging and discouraging. But, um, ultimately the, the Lord is the high priest of good things to come and it'll, it'll come out okay in the end. So let's go on to Rivka now. So Rivka, what, what did you think was the fundamental doctrine here? Well, it goes right along with it. He says the God of heaven and earth, will help us overcome discouragement and whatever obstacles we encounter if we look to him, follow the promptings of the Holy Ghost, and just keep going with faith. When we are weak or incapable, the Lord can strengthen our faith. He can increase our capacity beyond our own. Awesome. The same idea, but said differently and later in the talk. (laughs) Indeed. So, um, how has this played out in your life, Rivka? Has there, has there been a time where you've had to just keep going and, um, the Lord has helped bring you along? Oh, pots, my university education. I, there was a lot of that in it. Um, callings that I've had, I've certainly never felt qualified or ready for any of the, any of the callings that I've had. And he has definitely strengthened me and given me capacity beyond my own. And this week I was thinking about a number of times um, as a mother with my children when I have felt very out of my depths. And, you know, I, I don't know, there's something about parenting and with your kids, it feels like a matter of life and death sometimes. And yes, um, I've spent 
I've spent probably more time with this than anything on my knees, just sometimes flummoxed or trying to not feel um, hopeless or like it's impossible for me to do whatever the right thing is because I don't know what to do. And, um, you know, through the years with my kids nearly grown now, I mean, I still wrestle with that, but I can see how the Lord has been leading me along as a mother all this time and has been leading them along in their individual journeys. So I think in parenting for me, that has been the area of my life in which I've seen this the most. Oh, I love it. We just experienced that with Lawson. And I mentioned this already on the podcast once, but for most of Lawson's life, we felt like we had no idea how to parent him. Um, Mm -hmm. always been a great kid, you know, bright, engaging and, um, a good heart. And we knew he'd be one day turn into a great young man and man. Eventually we just didn't know what to do to help get him there. It felt like everything we did as parents was the wrong thing. (laughs) (laughs) So like Burke said, well, what's the next right thing? We had no idea. Most of the time we had no clue. Um, and, uh, now that he's sort of you know, launched from the house and he's out on his own. Although being on a mission is not quite the same as being on his, on your own, but it's just been so joyful for us to watch him grow and just flourish and feel like, okay, well, you know, the next right thing was just to love him and have faith in the Lord. And that's what, that's all we knew how to do. And, and it's been great. And it doesn't always turn out that way, but um, yeah, sometimes it, you get that feeling. So, and, uh, we, we've been just very, very happy to watch him really grow into who, who he's meant to be. So, all right. Well, I picked the same, you know, basically there was one doctrine, but this is a, so I picked the same doctrine, but just restated in a different way here at the very end, the third to last paragraph, he said, regardless of the size, scope, and seriousness of the challenges we face in life, We all have times when we feel like stopping, leaving, escaping, or possibly giving up. But exercising faith in our Savior, Jesus Christ, helps us overcome discouragement no matter what obstacles we encounter. And I loved how comprehensive that statement was. There have definitely been times in our lives where Deanna and I face something and we feel like, oh, this is crazy and I can't believe it and what are we going to do? And then a week later we think, well, what was all the hubbub about? You know, it it didn't turn out to be what we thought it would be and it wasn't as big a deal. But in the moment, it felt humongous. And so, you know, regardless of the size, scope and seriousness, sometimes those little things feel huge and then and and the savior can help us with those. And then conversely, there are things that are actually huge. And, um, you know, sometimes you need other assistance and and the Lord puts people in your life to help you. And he specifically in one of the footnotes talks about, you know, treating mental health and things like that. And of course there's very serious things like abuse that, um, you know, people need other people in their lives to, to help with. Um, those are the big things and the savior can help with those too. Um, so yeah, it could be these little things could be big things, but the savior's there for all of it. And when we can, know that he's going to help us and we, we can overcome that discouragement. So, all right, well, let's go on to some of the other parts of the talk here. So Burke, let's go back to you. Um, what else stood out to you? I like the story he shared about the sister who is sitting in Relief Society 
listening to a teacher who she thought lived a picture perfect life and feeling so different than that and discouraged and felt like she didn't measure up. So she just got up and left and was on her way out of the building, planning to never come back. And then walking to her car, it says she felt a distinct impression, go into the chapel and listen to the sacrament meeting speaker. She questioned the prompting, but felt it again strongly. So she went into the meeting message was exactly what she needed. She felt the spirit. She knew the Lord wanted her to stay with him, to be his disciples and to attend church. So she did. And I just really liked this experience for a couple of reasons. Number one, I had so much, um, appreciates respect is the word I'm looking for, for her, for getting that prompting. And in that moment of discouragement, turning around and going back in. And I wonder yes. whether or not, well, I mean, probably not the person who was giving those words that were exactly what she needed in that moment, probably never knew. And so Definitely I have a lot of respect <laughs> for that person. Yeah. For that person as well, who prepared the talk and was obviously speaking what the spirit wanted spoken at that moment. It's this story is so beautiful from both sides. Yeah. Oh, I loved it, Burke. Such a good story. And, um, there's a, in the scout or not, we don't do scouts anymore. In the ironic priesthood camp planning manual, it says, if you plan the whole camp and it, it, the, the camp influences just one boy. And that's the only thing that happens. Then it was worth the whole camp just for that boy. Um, and I think of that every time I hear one of these stories, like, you know, who knows if anyone else connected with that talk or if it was important to anyone else, but she was there for that. You know, whoever that speaker was, was put there for that, that woman who was, who needed to hear that thing. So what a, what an incredible story. I loved it. Um, Burke, have you ever experienced something like that where, where someone was speaking and it felt like it was just sent directly to your, or the words were just there for you? Well, it's interesting you asked that. Cause I had that exact <laughs> experience during this talk. But oh, not words, yeah. but not words you would expect. The strongest prompting I think I've ever received during a conference happened during this talk. So, really? Yep. Oh, uh, is it something you can share? I can. I was actually planning. But do you want me to share it now? Maybe we should let Rivka. Let's talk. hear know. it. Yes, I want to okay. hear it. So we have to go for it a little bit because he shares his experience about a oh, state yeah. conference he went to with Elder Packer, and yes, he's talking about um, being well, so he, they had planned it meticulously and then elder Packer decided he was going to come and basically scrapped all the plans. And so he <laughs> says with an open agenda, we were on the stand 20 minutes before the leadership meeting began. I leaned over the stake president and whispered, this is a wonderful stake. So it's 20 minutes before the meeting starts. All he does is whisper. And, and this is the response. President Packer elbowed me gently and said, no talking. <laughs> I stopped talking and his general conference talk reverence invites revelation came to mind. I observed that president Packer was writing down scripture references. The spirit confirmed to me that he was receiving impressions for the meeting. And when he said that as clear as any inspiration I've ever received, the spirit said, you need to start writing down what I'm telling you in sacrament meeting. And it's interesting because you already do this and I've heard you do it and think, yeah, that's probably great for him. You know? And for years, I have always brought things to sacrament meeting to keep my hands busy and my mind a little bit occupied so that I don't fall asleep. And sometimes it's been a Rubik's cube, you know, which I can kind of mindlessly solve and keep my, or other things, you know, sometimes I play simple games on my phone where I can still listen to the talk, but it keeps me engaged. And I always thought that was good enough. 
And this prompting came back to me probably two or three other times during conference. Really? Yeah. That very specific. Wow. And I still don't know why, and it might not ever be a big thing. And it wasn't really, it was funny because when I went back to read this talk, I was surprised what the talk was about (laughs) because, (laughs) because this part stood out in my mind so much and it really wasn't what the talk was about. (laughs) But that's and, the part and that's the not even what the main that's no. not even what the main part of that story is about it. You know, the story no. goes on and we'll come to it. But yeah, wow. not at all. Yeah. OK, I love it. So uh, this was a very recent conference, obviously. So have you had a chance to put that into practice? Um, so I prepared to do it at church on Sunday and, you know, I got my note app on my phone open and ready to go and dated and, you know, and I was ready to take notes, but I was speaking. Um, so I was sitting up on the stand <laughs> and, uh, I, my mind was probably too involved with the, and well, a situation kind of like this, where, and I hadn't been told how long I was going to speak for. And then there was one youth speaker and half an hour left. So I had to fill a significant chunk of that. Um, so I think my yeah. brain was always occupied, but no, I tried, yeah. but nothing came to me. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know. So kind of Rivka, you didn't voice. So sure. <laughs> Rivka, you didn't speak as well. Uh, I did a piano solo and accompanied someone doing a vocal solo. So ah, I did not speak, nice. but I participated in the, in the Easter program. And that was nice. Okay. Well, um, a sacrament where Burke and Rivka speak on Easter sounds like just about the best thing I can imagine. So uh, that I'm, I'm sure you did an incredible job filling in for that amount of time, Burke. Um, he did. So I wish I could have been there. Um, well, very interesting, Burke. Yeah, I, I've described this before, and it's the only time that I feel like I'm, uh, um, you know, doing anything close to what Rivka would do in terms of writing things down. But I, I write a lot in sacrament meeting, and I, you know, if I have a paper program, I'm scribbling all over to every jacket that I own has a pen in it. Um, at all times, which occasionally is disastrous. Um, and (laughs) you know, I, I take notes on my phone and I try, I've even tried a few different, you know, there's other ways to take notes out there that are more modern where you can, you know, write it and then scan it or digitize it or whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, I feel like sacrament meeting, I just get a flood of inspiration. And so I'm always ready then to write things down. So I will, I'll be very interested to follow up on that and hear your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, and it's interesting too, because historically for me, especially back when my health is really bad, like I, from when I was on my mission until about four years ago, I don't know if I was ever awake through an entire sacrament meeting. Yeah. Um, Because I'm sitting there, it's peaceful and I'm not stressed Mm -hmm. about anything and I fall asleep. I like, I'll be listening and then someone will be singing and I'll be like, wow, in the middle of this talk, no, the meeting's over. So <laughs> since my health's been better the last four years, I've done better job of staying awake and mostly paying attention, but it's just interesting. The spirit clearly does not feel that what I am doing is good enough. So ah, looking forward to it. Wow. Okay. Now, did this make you feel convicted or guilty or did you just feel inspired? Like, okay, I have, I have a it's new inspired. task set before me. Inspired. Yeah. Just I love inspired. It. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. I love hearing that Burke. And, uh, I'd love to hear how this turns out now again, for people who are new, Burke and I both, um, are physicians and we did residency at the same time. I slept through every sacrament meeting in Iowa city (laughs) and and almost all the elders core meetings too. I just, and half the ward was asleep because half of them were residents. Um, 
So this was not an unusual occurrence. And uh, so I, I feel your pain of like, well, I need something to occupy me and help sort of um, keep my attention. So, but now this is something new. I'll be interested to hear how it goes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Rivka, can you complete the remainder of this Elder Packer story for us? Uh, sure, I can. Um, let's see. What do we do? He, so President Packer gets up and speaks for the first 15 minutes, emphasizing the importance of conducting all meetings as guided by the Holy Spirit. He then said, this is so classic Elder Packer too. Like, I'm going to teach you through <laughs> experience. And for those who were who were there watching someone go through this experience, I think. Um, he then said, we will now hear from Elder Cook. On my way to the pulpit, I asked how long he would like me to take, if there was a topic he'd like me to address. He said, take 15 minutes and carry on as you feel inspired. I took about 14 minutes and shared everything I had on my mind. Then pa- President Packer stands up and speaks for another 15 minutes um, and shares the scripture that speak the thoughts I shall put into your hearts um, for it shall be given you in the very moment what you shall say. And then he said, well, now I hear from Elder Cook. Again, he was not expecting this one. Um, <laughs> no, of course not. And he said, I didn't have anything in mind to say. So um, this, I think this is interesting because it's like, as I read through this, I saw this happening to Elder Cook like in steps. So first he shared everything on his mind. Then he's asked to speak and he's like, I didn't have anything in mind to say. So he prays, he says he prays fervently and he gets up and he speaks another 15 minutes. And he says, I sat down totally exhausted. Then President Packer spoke for again for about 15 minutes kind of on the same thing, shared some more scriptures. And then he says for the third time, we will now hear from Elder Cook. And then this was the third step. And I think this was one of the most powerful things he shared about this. Um, Elder Cook says, I was empty. I had nothing. And I thought, I know how that feels. Maybe not necessarily in this particular situation, but I know how that feels in service, in callings, in parenting, in in sometimes life. I was empty. He said, I had nothing. And then the very next thing he says is, I knew it was time to exercise more faith. I just thought that was maybe one of the most profound lessons in this entire talk. Um, and then he gets up again and it said, uh, he said, the Lord miraculously blessed me to somehow give another 15 minute message. The meeting finally ended, but I quickly realized that the adult session would start in one hour. And um, he he said it followed the same pattern. And President Packer had him speak three more times. And then he spoke in the regular session um, the next next morning. Well, anyway, (laughs) like I'm, I am stressed out for him. I was laughing (laughs) as we told this story, but I was also so stressed out. After the conference, President Packer said with affection, let's do it again sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Elder Cook was like, no, never. But he says, I love President Boyd K. Packer and appreciate all that I learned. Do you know what I am grateful for? That I didn't give up or resist. If I'd given into my desperate desire to escape from those meetings, I would have missed an opportunity to increase my faith 
and receive a rich outpouring of love and support from my Heavenly Father. I learned of His mercy, the miraculous enabling power of Jesus Christ and His atonement, and the powerful influence of the Holy Ghost. In spite of my weakness, I learned that I can serve. I can contribute when the Lord is by my side, if I just keep going with faith. Just keep going. I love it. Um, Deanna, when she listened to this, she felt some not friendly feelings toward Elder Packer. (laughs) As a as a deep introvert who just really goes through some emotional turmoil when she has to speak. Um, she definitely empathized with elder cook here. Um, yeah. and Rivka, I loved, um, that word empty and you emphasize that. And, and there's that sense of being wrung out is what he was sort of, you know, going after, but there's empty from another sense as well. And that's the emptiness of, turning your will over to God, emptying yourself of your will. So in Philippians 2, 7, it says that Christ made himself of no reputation. The English standard version um, translates that as, but Christ emptied himself. Um, and I've always loved that verse. And, and what a beautiful idea it is that we can empty ourselves and allow the spirit to and and the, the atonement to fill that space with what is needed. Now, oftentimes, as in this case, um, you know, he was emptied. Maybe I was going to say forcefully. Maybe that's a little too strong. But um, like in Elma, where those so. people were made humble by their circumstances. Yeah. Um, but we can also do that on our own, as Elder Maxwell repeatedly taught. You know, offer up our will or empty ourselves of our own, you know, desires and, and be open to the Lord. So, um, it's something so simple, like speaking in a a meeting, but such a powerful experience. And it relays that principle so powerfully to us. So earlier in the talk, he, he references, he talks about Zoram, who is almost never spoken about in general conference. He's such a minor character in the book of Mormon, and we don't know much about him. But he talks about Zoram's choice, um, when to whether he to choice to follow Nephi and his brothers or possibly lose his life. So he chooses to go. He makes an oath with um, Nephi that he would go with he, he would go with them, and they promised that he would have a, a place with their family and be free. And he says what a what had been a huge obstacle in Zoram's path eventually led to rich blessings due to his faithfulness and willingness to just keep going with faith. But my favorite part of this story is a quote that he shares in the footnotes, um, an additional quote from David B. Paxman from a devotional speech entitled Zoram and I Getting Our Story Straight. And here's the quote. Although Zoram had to endure a little rough handling, the trap he was caught in was the very situation through which God had determined to bless him. Though we had to give up his homeland, God was preparing a better one. And I think we, I think the story of Elder Cooks really illustrates that. It, he was caught in a situation that felt like a trap and he was definitely handled roughly. You know, I think forced was a good word. He was, kind of, <laughs> he was forced into this. But it was the very situation through which God blessed him with this experience of of being emptied and then being filled with the Spirit. Right. 
Well, um, yeah, what a beautiful illustration of that. I did a quick search, Rivka, in the on the LDS General Conference corpus, and Zoram has been mentioned 24 times in 170 years. So <laughs> that's not a very high rate. So yeah, very interesting. Not a very well, and even the people that bear his name in the Book of Mormon don't, you know, it's not real uh, complimentary. So indeed. Well, let's move on to uh, invitations and promised blessings. Burke, let's go back to you. Um, what invitations and promised blessings did you pull out from this talk? So I marked right at the end where he says, Stand fast, ye saints of God. Hold on a little while longer, and the storm of life will be passed, and you will be rewarded by that God whose servants you are. And if I was going to paraphrase this, I would say, since he says, Stand fast and hold on, I would say, Hold fast, and you'll be oh, rewarded. Yeah. I did not think of that. I love it. That's a lovely callback, Burke. Thank you. Hold fast. Fight through the storm. Perfect. Awesome. Rivka, did you find any others? Um, I, that was sort of the one I had. But just before that, he says um, that just as the Savior finished the work he was given to do, he has the power to help us finish the work we have been given. We can be blessed to move forward along the covenant path, no matter how rocky it becomes, and eventually receive eternal life. More blessings, but the invitation has been the whole whole time to um, exercise faith and move forward with faith. So, but I love those blessings. We can be blessed to move forward along the covenant path, no matter how rocky it becomes. Indeed, fantastic. Well, I don't have any additional <clears throat> invitations or blessings, but. I'll share a very short story. On Sunday, Aaliyah spoke in our ward. She gave her homecoming talk, her mission report, and it was mostly about Easter. So she weaved in a few mission stories, but it was mostly about Easter. And she gave a beautiful talk for her testimony and then sat down. And I got I got up and I said, mm -hmm. well, I paid attention in general conference. I'm taking my cue from Elder Packer and I'm calling Aaliyah back up to the stand. Oh, she had not no. borne her testimony. <laughs> yeah. She had not <laughs> borne her testimony in Spanish. So I got her back up and that was a simple <laughs> request. I didn't make her go on for 15 minutes as tempted as I was to do that. But, uh, but yeah, I asked her to bear her testimony in Spanish and we have one family in the ward who speaks uh, Spanish as their first language. And it, um, and the son is sort of bilingual. He's a teenager but um, he's been in the U.S., so he speaks some English, but maybe isn't quite fully fluent yet. When Aaliyah started bearing her testimony in Spanish, his face just lit up, um, and it was beautiful to watch. Um, and anyone who's been in another country and tried to do gospel things in, in not their native language, it's so much more impactful in your native language. So I was glad she was able to do that. So... Mm. All right. Well, the next talk we're going to discuss is called Ministering by Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. In the meantime, you can get a hold of us on social media and Aaliyah has, she has big plans. She's really excited to take over the social media. So I'm looking forward to that. But you can find Yay. us at Words of the Prophets podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook or Words of the Prophets podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal 
prophetic epistle just to you.